Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jay. I have a question for you. What's your question? We are seated at the San Francisco International Airport. What is the name? Is it just San Francisco International Airport? Yes. Okay, it's not like named after somebody? Doesn't look like it. Okay. I saw it was the um, Harvey Milk Terminal 3. Oh. But okay, we're in Harvey Milk Terminal 3. Yeah, yeah. At the San Francisco International Airport, gate D9. Yes. Uh, named after the rap group that Eminem <laughs> was part of. <laughs> But my question would be this. Okay. Were you not podcasting right now? Yeah. You know, they always tell you get here like two hours before your flight. Yeah. And, and you always do. And then you have an inordinate amount of time to wait, as we do right now. That's true. We have like an hour and a half before we board. What is your waiting strategy? My waiting strategy, I usually, it's different when you're flying by yourself yeah. versus flying with a companion. I'm often flying with a companion, my wife, Adrian, my lovely wife who is a lovely person in all senses. Um, and usually what we will do is we'll find our spot. Uh, we'll get settled. One of us will then go to the bathroom and get some snacks. The other one will then go to the bathroom and get some snacks so that like our bags are always guarded and such. Um, and I'll usually get coffee and a pop, and then I almost always get Chinese food. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, my Chinese, I mean, I've, as I've said many times, my default in, in life is Chinese food, but especially at the airport. So a lot of times when I am by myself, what I will do, the kind of the one difference, is that I will buy myself a, a, a paper newspaper. Mm-hmm. It's the only time that I ever buy it, except for like if I'm staying in a hotel, I'll get the USA Today or whatever is there. And if I, but if I'm traveling without my wife, I will buy a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, generally because if I'm traveling with her, I want to be chatting with her. And so I don't, I don't get a newspaper, but I just think it's fun to have a newspaper. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll go and find a newspaper that's just left on the... On a chair somewhere. Um, I don't know. The news is still good. I, I bought that paper on the flight in. Yeah. And then we, we bought our seats together. So we are always sitting together yep. on all the, the different legs of our flight. Yep. But somehow, I don't know how I let you talk me into this. I'm always in the middle. Uh, I didn't talk you into it. You, it's you, just going to happen. Yeah, you were very fine. I just said I would like the, I would prefer the window if that's okay. Yeah. You said I'm fine with middle. I thought that doesn't make any sense. But uh-uh. seems like it seems like you're going for it. Advisory. Please maintain possession. FYI. <laughs> Here are the risks of podcasting in an airport. I love it, though. It shows where we are. Yeah. Uh, but I got a paper on the way in. I got the USA Today and tried to read it on the plane in the middle seat. And, like, I don't mind bothering you, but the gentleman next to me was not amused. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, he was not happy. Yeah. What is your what is your routine? I, I get um, terrible snacks. Like yeah, there, there, there's a genre of snack that is only at the. I will go heavy on the gummies. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, you got a lot of gummies on the way here. I went, yeah, to so the point many, that I like need five to bags. I need to course correct <laughs> on the gummies. Uh, I was really impressed with that, and most of them did not make it through the train, the plane rides. No, no, no. It was Some of that was for later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, coffee and gummies tend to be my thing, and then listening to podcasts. Yeah, but this time. We're making where we're we are listening to a podcast as it as it happens. Yeah, we are creating. We are making a live podcast. It's live for us. It's on tape for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and also feel like at some point we should put out the 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 apology. We traveled with a bunch of people in the cohort. Oh yeah. And promised we'd do episodes with them. That's true. We did one. And then we did one. <laughs> and then we got really tired. We were so full though. This there we were way busier than I ever thought. That's really true. We like were, it was really, I mean, it was a class, 
So I wasn't planning on it being vacation, but I thought there'd be some downtime. Right. There was like no downtime. No, no, it was wall-to-wall so coverage. We were, until the, the wee hours, we were working. So it was, good, it was a good time. So, yeah. uh, um, But to those that we said we'd like to have you on the podcast. We still would. That, that is still true, uh, and, and Chicago is a common. Yep. So we'll, yep. Yeah, we'll we have an, our next it. cohort in April. In Chicago, so we'll we'll get together then. Yeah, um, I do think we should take a picture of this to put with the the artwork of the album or the the podcast. Oh yeah, the seats. These chairs in. are they're fantastic, ludicrously comfortable. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, um, <laughs> and people just had up right beside us. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> so we have we have, so they're gonna be we have guests. In the uh, I there's an interesting cultural phenomenon of the people mover. Yeah. That I haven't quite fully explored. So that's like the flat escalator. Yeah. Yeah. I will at some point, if I'm alone, and I, unlike you, I usually travel alone. Like I'm usually yeah. solo on flights. You fly a lot too. I yeah. do. Yeah. Um, I will always walk backwards on a on a people mover. Why? Why not? It's uh, like a treadmill. Like, like you turn, oh. Yeah, treadmill You style. walk the wrong, on the wrong side? Yeah, for at least, for at least a minute. Just treadmill it up. Okay. Because I think there's a part of me that's always been and always will be a high school male. What about when people are coming at you? Trying to, did they give you mean looks when they're like, dude? I really try and avoid that, the yeah. introvert in me, but every now and again I get busted, yeah. and it's it's an awkward that's exchange. That's really funny. I've never never considered that. Also, oh, we should go tip. find a people people mover yeah, and see if I can get you bring yourself. Oh, we didn't need to. We kind of like walked we right We were right the, here. Yeah, this was fantastic. The Harvey Milk uh, Terminal, hmm. just walk right in. We went through uh, security, which took all of three minutes. The longest bit was taking my belt off. For those of you that don't know, Harvey, this is something I think about all the time with stuff like this. Harvey Milk was a was the first 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 uh, gay openly gay official in the U.S. Right, I think. and he was elected one of the to the city council, the city manager of San Francisco. Yeah, I think city council of San Francisco. There's a movie about it with Sean Penn and Josh Brolin. But I always think about like, okay, groundbreaking achievement. Yeah. Uh, paving the way for many others to follow in his footsteps. Uh, thank you for your work. Here's an airplane terminal an three. Airplane terminal three. Yeah, little, out of out of five, you get, you get one to do terminal. With what you did in your life. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> but this is yours, and we appreciate your efforts. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you, sir, for uh, helping to make the world <laughs> a more inclusive place. Do you think he'd appreciate this? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's I totally on board. It's yeah, pretty great it terminals. Good, yeah. I mean, if it was a lousy terminal, that'd be a different thing. Right. If it was anywhere in the Atlanta airport i'd be very disappointed that's a terrible airport oh. uh anyway we'll talk more about airports in a little bit so i'm tyler i'm jay and this, this is roughing the pastor surrounded by people yeah it's true there, there are people within the, five feet of any the shadows. downside of picking the comfy chairs is that everybody else wants them and that's true <clears throat> yeah we are here um it's f- even funnier for me because i don't have headphones in uh-huh. so i can hear everybody right and i can't really hear you any louder than your time just whisper 
Tyler, can also, you hear this? Also, as as you hopefully, as you'll see in the pictures, <laughs> we have handheld mics. Yeah. So it is not. It's not. And subtle. mine, mine looks particularly bar- Bob Barker, but it looks a little less like a microphone than mine does, which is mine is classic like rock microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no. You're filming a punk punk rock. Like you could be doing a ska show right now. Yeah. Mine is a straight up microphone. Like it's not yeah. anything other than that. So it is. It is no secret. We're not. We don't look like two guys who are just sitting here talking to each other. No, we are two guys who we are, are recording. We're something. obviously doing something. Yeah. Here, yeah. On the way here, we were flying Alaska Airlines. Uh, it's a lovely airline. Thank you, Alaska Airlines. Uh, shout out to you if you'd like to sponsor the show. We will take some. Oh, first. totally. Um, we we got Alaska Airlines because it was the cheapest, and it was also very. Uh, it was very nice plane, mm. um, and it flew us through. Um, it's a straight shot to Seattle, and then we had to fly down to San Francisco. We're flying back through Seattle tonight. Um, and then uh, being s- back home tomorrow uh, in the early morning. and um, But every seat in the plane had a um, screen on it. So, like, you could watch a movie. And, and the entire, uh, they had movies on, the, there's probably, what do you say, like 300 movies? Something like that, yeah. It was a lot was of a movies. Lot. And some, like, newer movies, like Hustlers was on there. I watched Hustlers. Um, mm-hmm. It was exactly what it advertised to be i was surprised by <laughs> what it was I, I was really caught off guard by it being exactly the movie that it said it was gonna be um it was really good it really it was, did signal like yeah, this is a, what it is it's a movie about strippers <laughs> which was so fun to be sitting next to you <laughs> while you were watching that it's uh, a good movie it's about them i guess taking agency so that they can get money i don't really know what <laughs> It was a very funny it's movie to watch on the plane. Interesting. Um, yeah. It was really good, though. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is in it. She was great. That's while I was reading uh, the paper. Was in it. She was great, too. Is bothering it? that guy. What's that? That's why when I was reading the paper and bothering oh, yeah. that guy. Oh, yeah. So um, we were both excited about all the different things. And I want, like I said, I wanted to watch Hustlers. I wanted to watch um, the other newer movies that were there because there were a bunch of, like, things that have been in the movie theater recently but are, like, now out. But I don't want to have to pay for them yet. So right, trying to take advantage of the option to watch things I haven't seen. Um, but then I realized it would be funny because there's a lot of terrible movies on this. Yeah. There were uh, there were oh, today's hits and then classics in indies. And the classics in indies, I think the oldest movie in the indies thing was from 2005. Like yeah. it was not it was not very classics old. Classics was a strong word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indie was a strong word. It really was. I don't think yeah. there was any indie movies at all in that whole section. So what we decided, we made a gentleman's agreement that I would put the, pick the movie for Jay. Mm-hmm. That he had to watch. Yes. And he would pick the movie for me. Yes. And so the first round, and, w- and we were going to reveal them at the same time, effectively. Yeah. Like, we would have our selection pre-made so that your pick wasn't in response to the other person's pick. Right. So huh. the first mi- uh, w- tell me what you picked for me. I picked for you among many potentially terrible options. Yeah. I really hovered, I want you to know, I really hovered on Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> as, that would have been as, a good one. I have seen Pitch Perfect 1 and about... Ten minutes of Pitch Perfect two. Yeah, and then I realized I didn't need to watch <laughs> any more of it. Hold that thought. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I I wanted to give you a sequel, uh, and I I went with Matrix. Which one is it? It's a Revolution. Reloaded. Matrix the, Reloaded. The second one. The second in the Matrix quote unquote trilogy, <laughs> uh, because you you and you even said when I named it for you. You remembered that it wasn't so bad. I remembered it not being so bad. And I almost called an audible and said, no, I've seen this movie. Pick a movie I haven't seen. Because hmm. I, I wanted, I, I kind of wanted the purity of it 
for me to have to experience something for the first time, but it actually ended up being a really good choice because it was rough. <laughs> I was I, I so I remember the Matrix, the first Matrix movie is almost a perfect movie. Like it's a, oh it's yeah, a, it's, it's a so great movie from 1999. Um, in terms of realizing an idea, um, coming up with an idea that has plenty of originality to it, but still fil- falls into classic storytelling tropes, things like that. It's a it's a great all around movie. Yeah. Uh, two and three came out really quick after they made them at the same time. Yeah, they were right. And together. I think they either came out one year, one year, or one in the spring and then one in Christmas. I think it might have been like that. Yeah. Um, and the second one was a disappointment for people. <laughs> in between the one and two, there's a thing called the Animatrix, which is a bunch of like animated shorts came out. Yeah. Um, that was actually kind of cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And they were all different animated styles and stuff like that. And it was like, this thing is going to be a big genre and like uh, a big uh, franchise. And there, there was a game that came out right after this that was great, mm-hmm. Enter the Matrix. Um, and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is like the main character in it. So I had seen The Matrix Reloaded, and I thought that that was pretty good. I've seen The Matrix Revolutions. Revolution? Mm-hmm. Whatever the third one is. I've seen it once, and I did not like it. Um, and I keep meaning to watch it again well. because I like the first one so much. I own all three of them. Yeah. Like on multiple. Mul- multiple things. formats, like I, yeah. them, uh, I think on digital. I definitely own them on DVD and on Blu-ray, so uh, <laughs> so I was all in because the first one's so good that I just kind of let it take me with the other two. I watched this movie; it's two and a half hours long. Yeah, it I is. think each of us had a movie that was like abysmally awful, and but one that was like okay. Yeah, but at, yeah, at different times. So, yeah. Uh, so you got your awful one first. Oh man, and it was it was rough. It was like <laughs> not bad enough to be funny, and not good enough to be good. And it's so, I I I took. <laughs> Eight pages of notes. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so here are some of the highlights. Yeah, yeah. Of my Matrix Reloaded. How many stars would you give it? Oh, I give this uh, a two out of ten. Two out of ten. Okay. Yeah. This is. Uh, oh no. What did I One say? One out of five if you're playing at home. Yeah. I think I started thinking it was a seven, and I would say I'd say it's a three. It is a three. It's like okay. a one point. It's a two. It's a two out of five. Okay. All right. Um. So here's what I wrote. Matrix Reloaded. What is going on in this movie? <laughs> it just starts. It does not care uh, whether you've seen any of the other. Like, it's not going to help you catch up. It just assumes no. all you do is watch The Matrix all day. Uh, I wrote, this movie really wants you to know how sexy it thinks it is. Yeah. <laughs> it really thinks it's sexy and how cool it is. Uh, then they Morpheus gives this prayer, which is, they keep calling it a prayer. It is not a prayer. It's like a giant speech where he's not wearing a shirt when they're in <laughs> Zion. And then they have this filthy dirty rave <laughs> yep that's intercut with this like really awkward love scene there's so much it, it, this is so like S&M this whole movie yes like, ev- it's got this vibe this sexuality vibe that is not in the first movie no uh, and it's it's very awkward and it's really pushing it uh, there's a lot of fight scenes that don't mean anything oh because at the end of it <laughs> Neo just flies away and uh, and then uh, the cook. Uh, the script was written in a fortune cookie factory. I <laughs> 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 uh, was going pretty well. Just, just to back up on the fight scene, there was a moment that I looked over on your screen while I'm watching my movie yeah. and saw a fight scene. Yeah. On a highway. Yeah. And then you went and to then the bathroom. I watched the rest of my movie. <laughs> and then I looked that back fight over. Scene on the highway is 45 minutes long, <laughs> and it's still going. It was still 
going. Uh, it's, there's lots of talking that doesn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, these fights are really just dances. There's no snakes, stakes. There's just demonstrations of technique. Uh, fight with Agent Smith is oh the fight with Agent Smith was the first fight that had stakes that was pretty good, but then the digital table doubles look really terrible. Yeah, it's like an all-you-can-eat uncanny buffet. Uh, <laughs> and then at one point he throws eight th he fights a bunch of Agent Smiths, so th these bad guys all look like the same guy. So it's like clones are the same thing. These guy this guy in a suit and he fights a bunch of them and he picks up one and throws it into like a hundred other ones and it makes a bowling alley sound. Oh, <laughs> it was terrible. It's like how did anybody not see that? It was, oh, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, there's a lot of exposition dumps. Like there's. Yeah. Um, so there would be like action scene, action scene, action scene, and then just a room where people just dump all the exposition. So they like, oh, we got to tell you what's happening in the story. And especially at the end, he goes into this room with this guy called the architect, uh, who's just a white, a white guy with white hair and a white suit and a white chair. And uh, that conversation goes on for it a goes while. on almost as long as the as the um, the highway fight. And he just tells you the entire plot of the movie. <laughs> 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 so this is like two hours of the movie. He walks into a room and literally the guy's like, let me tell you what this movie's been about. Yeah. And boy, is it is it terrible. <laughs> um, Neo looks, Neo's flying looks exceptionally stupid. Man, the original Matrix is so good, it made me forget how not good this movie is. Yeah. And uh, then I said, uh, um, it almost keeps making sense and almost being pretty provoking. Almost. Almost. And then at the, uh, the exposition dump at the end... So this conversation of what happened to Zion is like a poorly choreographed dance with everyone taking their turn. And then I wrote, underlined, in a big box, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine plays as soon as this is over. This is the best movie ever made. <laughs> you did. It goes, you had a visible uh, sigh of relief. It ends. I think I laughed, too, at the screen because it ends with this really dumb reveal, which I won't even tell you. Not because it's going to spoil the movie, because I don't want you to watch this movie. <laughs> um but this really dumb reveal, and then it just goes, to be concluded. And I had forgotten that's how it ended, so I laughed really hard. And then um, Calm Like a Bomb by Rage Against the Machine comes on. And Rage Against the Machine is an awesome band, mm -hmm. and it made me very excited. And so immediately I was like, that was a great movie, because <laughs> it just felt so good <laughs> to hear a Rage song. Uh, but uh, it's not a good movie. No. Um, and so you got me. Um, well, and, and in the first round? You were extremely kind to me. Yeah. So, uh, I g yes, I gave you a movie called Going in Style? Yes. Okay. Uh, Starring? Michael Caine. Um, My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, so Alan Arkin? Alan Arkin and, uh, why can I not think of it? Morgan uh, Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yes. Uh, three really old dudes. Yep. Uh, and this came out a couple of years ago. I actually thought it came out a lot earlier because one of the main principles is like the whole cr housing crisis and yeah. defaulting on loans or whatever. But essentially, uh, Michael Caine's an old guy and worked at a steel mill for his whole life. Steel mill? Uh -huh. Michael Caine? Yeah. Does he have an accent in this or does he try to do yeah. an American accent? totally. No, okay. he's straight, straight British. Whenever he tries to do an American accent, it's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. It's Don't like, no, Michael that. Caine, you have such a profound voice. Just uh, keep it. All three of them worked in a in a uh, factory and had lovely pensions, but then the factory got bought out and the pensions went away, and they were about to default on their mortgages. Uh -huh. And uh, Michael Caine is in the bank fighting with a dude about the mortgage when the bank gets robbed. And I did see that. I kept looking over longingly at your movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Caine decides uh, that I I at their age. If they tried to rob a bank, 
best case scenario, they walk out with uh, you know, a couple million bucks set for the rest of their lives. Worst case scenario, as old men, they get busted. And sent to minimum security jail. And sent to minimum yeah. security bunk beds. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, the humor lies, well, the humor lies in two places. One, the idea of like old dudes trying to pull a heist. Yeah. Uh, they just make fun of being old a lot yeah. in ways that I found <laughs> humorous, you know, not like ha ha ha, but like just, I can't wait to be old. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a, you just don't care about life. Alan Arkin is a treasure. Oh, he's fantastic. He's so Alan funny. Arkin is in, he's in a lot of things. He's in um, Little Miss Sunshine, yep. one of his biggest roles, yep. uh, biggest recent roles, but he's in a ton of stuff. He's yeah. really, he's hilarious and great. He's in Edward Scissorhands. So funny. Uh, so I, my, I would give this particular film uh, seven of ten. Oh, nice! Like it's it's solid. It did look very enjoyable. I was I I enjoyed watching you laugh at this movie. Yeah. You were having a good time. Yeah. It looks like I would call it like the perfect like Saturday afternoon movie. Yeah. That would be on USA and that you just kind of stumble upon. You're like, oh, that's a fun little romp. Playing on the on the old men vibe, uh, it was like eating a Werther's original. Oh yeah. Like this is bringing me comfort. I'm happy. I'm not like nourished. Yeah. I'm not like changed by this. But it was an enjoyable experience that I I probably don't need to do again. Uh, but it was it was a lovely film, lovely lovely film. It also seemed like um, uh, the the fact that Morgan Freeman is in this. Morgan Freeman has made like six movies that are this movie. Yeah. In the last ten years, like whether it's going to Vegas or just like going to Spring Break or going to, he's become the like go to. I'm just trying to make money now as an old man. Yeah. And I will be in any old man movie you want me to be in. 100%. All starting with um, Bucket List. Yeah. Like, since the Bucket List, Morgan Freeman's just been in affable old man yeah. who uh, is smarter than you think he is and willing to do things you it's, wouldn't expect it's from an old man. It's like they keep making how Stella got her groove back <laughs> with old for men. old men. <laughs> you know? Morgan Freeman and a different collection of two other white guys. Yeah. That's what it is. That's, all, that's, all, that's the recipe for success. And so, then, so we finished those films. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good. It was a fun experience. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I was glad it was done, but it was, I think it was the length that was hard with The Matrix, because yours was a, a, a tight 90 minutes, yeah. probably 80 minutes. Like, it was really... It was a, it was a, it it was was a, a butterscotch. One. It was brus- brisk. Yeah. Yeah, mine was, mine was overwrought. And so... Things took a turn. Yeah, we, we went into round number two, and I, uh, because of The Matrix Reloaded, I went a little harder. Yeah. And I went with actually what was going to be my first choice. I I was thinking of Pitch Perfect 3 at first, but then I thought uh, I would do this, and I didn't do it because I, I wanted to go easy until you gave me Matrix Related. I picked Sex and the City 2. Yeah. Knowing that you have not seen a single episode of Sex and the City no. or the first movie. No. Which I thought was even funnier to do a sequel to a movie series that you hadn't seen. There is nothing that I am less connected with in pop culture. <laughs> Than Sex in the City, <laughs> and here I am dropped in <coughs> to a sequel to this film where I know nothing. Yeah. And so the first, I don't know. Now, hour, do you think before you get started? Yeah. Do you think you would have been had you known these characters? Do you think you would have been better prepared for this movie? I don't. Are think they it, that complex? I don't think I would have enjoyed it any better. But that's no, what no. I was gonna say. The first like hour or so was inside jokes. Okay. I assume. Yeah. Because, like, somebody would say something innocuous, like, ha-ha, baseball cap, and then everybody would laugh, and I'd be like, what are you talking about? I don't <laughs> understand. So um, give me a quick, because I haven't seen it 
haven't seen any of the Sex and City movies. I know that the general plot is that it's a bunch of ladies who live in a city. Yeah. And I think they have sex. <laughs> um, not with each other. Right, but, no. Uh, and then they talk about it. Uh, the movie. Drink, drink uh, like martinis or something. So tell us, give us a plot synopsis of Sex and the City, too. The, 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 the movie begins with a big gay wedding featuring right. two characters. That you do not know. That I don't know and that never show up in the rest of the movie. <laughs> I Again, I'm assuming that they were important at one time. But they're in it, they get married, and then they're gone. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, then turn to, and I'm not going to remember any of their names. Cause you I don't really, need to remember their names. I That's really okay. tried to yeah. block my, my, my brain from That's absorbing right. any right. of this film. <laughs> The large and short of it is, I, th- I I gather that these women were extremely like socialite, yeah, uh, well-to-do, and now they are moving out of their single lives mm. and into married They're life. They're all in their late forties. Yep, and and kids. Uh, that was what I want among the many times I almost wanted to punch you for <laughs> selecting this film. <laughs> was one of the main features was one of the characters has a kid. Who is just always crying? Oh no! So, in addition <laughs> to being on a plane, where yeah, there are actual children crying, yeah. in my headphones, there was a baby crying the whole time. Ear-piercing infant crying for the whole flight. Fantastic, just fantastic. I love it. Uh, so, they do these characters, these four women. They do what what everyone in their position would do when you're a socialite and you miss your single life and you're 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 getting tangled in the weeds of. They go to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I did look over there in the desert. I did not understand what was happening. No, no. They, it just it, it and and here's how that all got set up. Someone calls one of them and says, "Will you come to Abu Dhabi?" <laughs> and she says, "Yes, I'll bring all four of you." What? So just to clarify, in this particular film, uh, there is a tremendous amount of sex, particularly for one character. How many cities? There are no cities. Okay. They just they're always out in the desert. Uh, the whole time, the, the whole time. Weddings start in the city. Yeah, they were they were okay. in New York for the very beginning. Okay. Uh, you you lauded me for sticking with it. I can't believe I stuck with it. I can't it. believe it either. It's and also, did I say already? This movie is two and a half hours. Two <laughs> and a half hours of four women complaining and drinking martinis and drinking martinis <laughs> and having more money than God. Oh my uh, goodness! Like it's just. I don't think this movie did well in theaters either. Like I, I hope not. If you th- listen, we are pastors, and I would like to make the following offer: If you watched Sex in the City two specifically, I don't oh, know enough about the show. I'm, sh- I'm sure a number of people watched Sex in the City two or the movie, but if you watched it and you need pastoral care, <laughs> call me. He's experienced it. I'll talk you down. It's gonna be okay. Uh, but I. We were sit- we were seated for that particular leg of the flight right behind the exit row, and I'll be honest, <laughs> it was tempting to just <laughs> grab the handle and pull the cord and jump out of the, the out of the plane. Okay, so they're in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, and that's it. That's the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> did, There's did a, there are a couple of the end? twists and turns. Or uh, get married? No, no. Nothing. The big wedding's up at the front. But no, but none of the four. Nothing like changes in their lives. They don't learn anything. They they learn. There's some twists and turns along the way. Yeah, they learn to, to better you know live into their marriages and things like are that. Are they all but, married? Uh, three of the four, right? Yeah, three of the four Except are. Except the one who is constantly having sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Kim Cattrall. 
I yeah, believe. yeah, I think you're right. She is Miranda. No, I don't. I tried as I hard as I, I could to not remember their names. Yeah. Like I just don't want to know. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Kim Cattrall, and two other people. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Uh, it was lovely. It was also really fun watching you hate this movie. Oh. Physically, you were hating it, and watching you try to not watch it. Yeah. Like you wouldn't turn it off. You you were stuck to it. It's like you 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 were gonna see this through. But you're doing everything you could. <laughs> I did at one point in the movie pull the newspaper you out and start reading that out. And held it entirely in front of the screen. Mm-hmm. Like like almost just a shield. It wasn't even reading at first. It was just I don't want to see this anymore. Yeah. Um, and it was it was wonderful. Oh. So uh what would you give it a out of ten? Eight out of ten? Oh yeah. <laughs> I I'm hesitant to even give it a one. Have you seen worse movies than this? Probably. But like you said with um Matrix Revolutions, it wasn't bad enough to be funny. Yeah. I have seen far worse movies that I enjoyed more Yeah, because I was making fun of it the whole yeah, way through. Yeah, yeah. And I might have done that if you and I were watching we the watched movie at together. the same time. That would be a funny thing to do, is if we both watched the same movie. Yeah. Um, well, except at the end of my particular stories, I was so mad about Sex and the City too. I just <laughs> left <laughs> my headphones on the plane. So that <laughs> mostly... <laughs> Mostly because I was forgetful, but also because I could never stick them they in my teaching. ears again. Yeah, yeah. They, they had. So I had a lovely opportunity with my second movie. Um, I'll be curious for your your review on this, but I, I will say I picked it because you I felt want. Bad. I, well, no, I I did feel a little bit bad about the Matrix, but I also do want to do a podcast on this movie. Uh, but I asked Tyler to watch Justice League. Justice League. I have not seen. So to be. This is in the new realm of DC movies. I saw probably half hour, 45 minutes of Man of Steel. It made me angry because I did not want to see a Superman movie that was actually a Batman movie. (laughs) Um, And it seemed dumb. So I stopped watching it. Uh, I think Kevin Costner died, and I was like, this movie's stupid. I knew it was stupid, but I don't don't have any more time for this. I still own it. Um, (laughs) And uh, then I uh, have also seen probably 45 minutes of Batman versus Superman. Which is about 43 minutes more than I can recommend. Yeah, and I um, I stopped watching that because I thought, this movie's dumb. Um, because Batman and Superman both killed a bunch of people right yeah. away. And neither one of them do that. Nope. And it seemed the tone was way off. The understanding of the characters was way off. Uh, it could be really compelling, but it wasn't. So I, I have not, and I hadn't seen, I saw Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman is the jewel of the DC fantastic. universe right now. Uh, I didn't see Suicide Squad because uh, I'm not an e-girl. Um, and <laughs> I will say that's not terrible. I hate Jared Leto. Well, yeah. I have no interest in that. And I don't want to see other people be in the Joker. That's probably why I haven't seen the Joker yet. Uh, I do need to see the Joker. I don't think I'm going to like it, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I don't think it, I even not having seen it, it can't be good enough to have gotten 11 Oscar nominations. No, no. I did see it. Yeah. And it does not. Anyway, um, so I came into this pretty, um, Ambivalent, <laughs> but thinking, uh, oh, that's interesting. I'm interested to see this sh- this movie. Right. So that was an interesting choice. It was interesting all around. Um, and I gave it to you because I I still think this movie's bad. Yeah. But but at least a little bit more enjoyable than yeah. Matrix so Revolutions are certainly. I was expecting it to be horrible. Um, and it was. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I would say this was. I'd give it a th- a, th- a three out of five. Wow. Okay. That's what I give the normal Marvel movie. Yeah. 
Um, a Marvel movie that is that is just okay. I give it three out of five. Three out of five means I enjoyed it while I was watching it, and then I stopped thinking about it as soon as I was done. <laughs> and that's pretty much how this movie went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I expected to hate it, and it's not a good movie. And there's a really bad movie in there, but it's covered up by a really good oh. movie. So it's like if you took a blanket that's a really good movie and covered up this bad movie with this good movie blanket, that's what the Justice League is. Yeah. Um, and so you can tell that Zack Snyder, who's the original director of this movie, made a Zack Snyder movie. He also did Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. He's not a good director. And he's got weird tone. He did 300. He did um, Sucker Punch, which is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. He did The Watchmen, which is a terrible movie and an amazing show and an amazing book, but a terrible movie. Yeah. And um, he did Dawn of the Dead, which is fantastic. I mean, it's he, fantastic. He has a moment. Yeah. He has a moment. So but he, he has potential, but he has consistently been bad. And so this was not great. But you can tell the tone's weird, and it starts off. So uh, it starts off with echoes of the Star Wars theme, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and then here's <laughs> the first thing I wrote: What's with Superman's face? Did they digitally remove a beard? And As then you a tell matter me, of fact, they, they <laughs> did. Beard. And not very convincingly, because his face looks super weird. And that's the very first image you see of the of super of yeah. the movie. The movie begins the Superman with, with a f- super fake digital beard. A a a. CGI'd super smile. He got a CGI shave. I don't know why they did that. Uh, everybody keeps saying release the Snyder Cut. I'd say no, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, so apparently, Joss Whedon came in to finish this. Um, uh, Zack Snyder had a had a uh, a tragedy in his family and was not able to finish the shooting. I think it was mostly done, and it seemed like they wanted to do some reshooting, and they definitely retooled this. It felt like a Marvel movie. At very clear points. So there, the 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 way I understand it, the Snyder cut, actually, the whole Superman comes back from the dead. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah. And that, <coughs> um, he becomes the bad guy. Superman. Yeah. That'd be stupid. So dumb. Yeah. He's kind of um, the bad ma- the Batman in, or the bad man in the other one. Right. Bad guy. But but the, like Zack Snyder hates Superman. Yeah, he That's does. That's just really true. Yeah, he really does. Um, so the only thing of the movie you saw is that scene where they fight him at the monument. Yeah, that's original. Which then kind of just gets resolved real quick. Right. Uh, so he sees Lois Lane and she's like, "Hi." Right. That's Joss Whedon. Like yeah. you could see Joss Whedon <laughs> step in and take over at that point. Like, yeah. So he, here's what else I said. Ben Affleck is not a bad Batman. No, he's not. No. I think um, I think he gets misused in all these films. Oh yeah, as does this uh, as a side uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Oh yeah, he's, he's in this for like thirty seconds at the very end. He's great as Lex Luthor. He's fantastic. Horribly used. He's why I stuck with Man of Steel for like forty five minutes. Yeah, he's really good in that. Yeah, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's great in everything. Um, I said, why is everyone sad? Superman is gone. Didn't he destroy Metropolis? <laughs> People are really upset that Superman's gone. Yeah, but it's like. He not he he blew up stuff. He destroyed. He killed thousands of right. people. Well, again, in the last movie. Snyder sets Superman up as the bad guy in almost all three yeah. of these movies, but also wants us to know that he's a beacon of hope. So, yeah. like, there's some tension there. Uh, this everybody knows song is terrible, especially <laughs> with the lyrics. Um, <laughs> I love Wonder Woman. She's the best. Yeah. Zack oh, yeah. Snyder loves slow mo. Yeah. Beard Affleck <laughs> suddenly. Ben Affleck has a beard. For yeah, no that beard reason. shows up and, and then he disappears right away. just as quickly. Yeah, maybe just to put, give him some solidarity with Superman. Uh, Jason Momoa is a beautiful human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I know you claim, quote unquote, that the movies were skipping, 
but I watched you watch that scene where he takes his shirt off I did at least go back. twice. I watched it at least twice, yeah. At least twice. So okay, just, he yeah. said something that I missed. I don't know why I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying, but uh, I had to watch that scene again. <laughs> it was skipping, too, but I did. Jason Momoa is... He's, he's a he, gorgeous hunk oh, he's, man. Oh, he's fantastic. He's great. Yeah, I mean, just uh, objectively so. Um, it was also funny that Jason Momoa is on display, and I look over at your screen, and there's some very gratuitous yeah. <laughs> scene involving. We you nudity. said you said at a couple of different points that we were watching shockingly yeah, similar the same movies. movies. They yeah. were they had the same beats. Does Affleck have a digital face? <laughs> Did they erase his beard? <laughs> there's one point where his face looks really weird. Also, Jimmy Olsen's in this movie. Jimmy Olsen from uh, the original Superman. Correct. The Chris Reeves. He's a prison guard. Wait a minute. Yeah. Just real quick. When uh, the Flash draws a face, draws like Sharpie face on a bad guy. That's him. Yeah. Huh. I caught it just real quick at the end. Yeah. Um, Billy Crudup's in it. I said, Crudup, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's supposed to be a Flash movie. Is Billy Crudup going to be in it? I think so. I thought the Flash. So here I said Ezra Miller was uh, in the perks of being a wallflower. He is the, um, the Flash. Yeah. He is by far the best part of this movie. A hundred percent. He is so great. Cyborg so obviously, they pulled the plug on the Flash movie oh, because man. why it would they great. do that? Yeah, he's a great um, character. Cyborg's dad created Skynet. Yep, uh, he's the actor. Is this actor typecast as a science guy <laughs> uh, because of T <laughs> two? Yeah. I think his name is Dyson in uh, Terminator two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who the heck is Steppenwolf? <laughs> no one knows. Jeez. Nor do they care. Oh uh, man, he's the bad guy. Th- so then I hear I said uh, the same thing I said in uh, Revolutions. What is happening in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not uh, not Revelations uh, rebooted. Uh, are Lois Lane and Diane Lane related? <laughs> uh, Chris Terrio wrote this and Rise of Skywalker. That's take that, everybody. <laughs> um, I realize that Steppenwolf is Thanos. He's, yeah. He's, like, they just saw, oh, let's just make him like Thanos, even though we've never done anything with this. Uh, lots of exposition dumps. All of a sudden, it becomes Lord of the Rings for like three minutes when it's talking about Steppenwolf. Um, why does the Flash get? Where does the Flash get money to buy all his gear? He's got like this secret hideout. Yeah. Do they explain that? No. He's like real rich. Yeah, kind of. I wrote. I like the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like the. What are your superpowers? I'm rich. That's, That's a good line. It's a great line. It's a good line. Uh, and then Ariel shows up. Yeah. In Atlantis? Yeah. Like Ariel the Little Mermaid? Uh, Mira He's is the character's name. I think her name was Ariel. Yeah, okay, go with that. <laughs> she had red hair. She she's did. Ariel. She's a mermaid. Is yeah. she in the, the Aquaman movie? She is. Maybe she's I should a, watch that. That's she's I think a very that's key the, player in the whole Aquaman story. Is the Aquaman movie any good? It's not terrible. I heard it was pretty good. I, I heard it was like more like Wonder Woman than the rest of the... Yeah. Although I do have some things to say about Aquaman here coming up. Yeah. Uh, so Thanos beats Aquaman pretty quick. Uh, which is actually welcome since that scene was terrible and didn't matter anyway. Yeah. Uh, and inevitable. Aquaman is straight up dude. I keep waiting for him to say bro. <laughs> uh, why aren't Why aren't the Atlanteans' eyes wonky like his? He's got really wonky eyes. Yeah, he does. He's got like white eyes. Um, and then there's a Russian family in like Chernobyl. Yeah. Why? They keep showing this family so that you care. I guess. Yeah, that's the puppy dog that everybody yeah. has to say. <laughs> there's uh, always a so puppy dog. Thanos is in this nuclear power plant. Um, why is Jonah Jameson in this movie yep. from, from Spider-Man? For no reason. Which, again, though, p- 
potentially great actor playing a potentially oh. great part. And he's got three lines. Him as Jim Gordon J. has Tidham. so Simmons much potential. James Gordon. Was he in the Batman vs. Superman no. movie? Jeez, oh, no. why is he in this movie? They just drop him in this and then off uh, we go. And then I wrote again, I like The Flash. <laughs> uh, what's up with Batman's voice? Uh, I just said Mother Box. Did they say Mother Box? That is the name of the three Infinity Mother Stones Box. that they the, are trying to the catch. The plot of this movie is really stupid. Yeah. Uh, who's the voice of Thanos? Uh, Josh Brolin. Wh- who's the voice of Thanos in this movie? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Steppenwolf. Why is there a bat spider? <laughs> yeah. They drive a, a machine that makes no sense. No. It's, he calls I, it like the bat crawler or something yeah. like that. I can't imagine a practical scenario no. for the vehicle that is shown no. in that film. It's a compartment that has legs like a spider. Up it's like the thing at the end of Wild Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, that movie was available, by the way, you'd watch that on the way home. Yeah. yeah. Why did they let back? I would totally watch Wild Wild West. It's a great movie. It's a super fun movie. It's really stupid, though. Uh, why did they let Batman cause so much damage? I yeah. think Batman causes a lot of damage in this movie. He always does. Yeah. In, in the Zack Snyder In the Zack version. Snyder movies. Um, how do they know that Superman is Clark Kent? They're digging up Clark Kent, not Superman. It, do they know who Cl- Batman is Superman? Batman knew who he was. But Batman's not digging him up. Did Batman just spill the beans to everybody? Th- yeah, I think he sent them to way, to. way to keep a secret, Batman. Yeah, right. Now everybody knows he's Clark Kent. I guess everybody. In the comics, he doesn't know. In Batman? the comics, Batman and Clark. Batman does not know who Clark Kent is. And yeah, Superman does. does not know who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, he does. Almost not immediately. Not in the comics, not. It didn't, not in the 80s at least, not when I was reading them. No, Justice League. They knew each other. They just didn't know their secret identities. No, Justice League, at least every iteration I've read, they they call each other Clark and Bruce. Um, Cyborg's body looks weird. <laughs> Batman's design is good. Yeah. He looks like the um, Batman Dark Knight, uh, like the Dark Knight comic. Yep. Um, Dark Knight Returns. Um, it's hard when movies try to act like something that is clearly inevitable is suspenseful. I can't remember what that was in reference to, but see like 80% of the plot. Zack Snyder <laughs> loves lots of shirtless dudes. Yeah. <laughs> There's constantly shirtless dudes in this movie. Yeah. Um, did Superman, did the Superman memorial cost more money than the damage Superman caused? <laughs> there was a lot of, it was a pretty elaborate Superman yeah. memorial, which then Superman destroys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superman doesn't destroy anything that you build. It's because like he hates, they literally, he hates Superman is like a big dumb gorilla that yeah, they put in a China really shop. Is. Yeah. Uh, I said, it's, it's good the reincarnation only blew off his shirt and shoes and not his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so Superman comes back to life. They dig up his grave. He's buried well, as oh, Clark so, Kent. So the, the whole deal is the one thing that they kept going, and I almost tried to explain this to you because I knew you only saw some of, so in Man of Steel, the Fortress of Solitude is actually a spaceship from Krypton. Okay. That had a birthing chamber in it. It doesn't matter. Right. The birthing chamber is in the <laughs> ship. The ship is in Metropolis. That's the all Fortress you need. Fortress of Solitude, I do have to admit, was really stupid. Yeah. The way they did it was terrible. It's all so uh, bad. The way it's done in the Chris Reeve movies, fantastic. Incredible. Where it's like it's all the gold standard. crystals. I love this. Yeah. Um, so those, those Christopher Reeves movies where it really feels like a bunch of people saying like, hey, guys, let's put on a play. Like it really, the effects are real, real simple. Yeah. Uh, but it's they're really well done. Yeah, they hold up. It was funny that so they bring him back to life by shocking him back to life with this mother box. Yeah, and uh, and then he he was in a suit and then suddenly poof, it blows off everything except for his full pants. Yeah, he's got like the whole the whole very pants modest. Thing. Yeah, but then you can you can see him shirtless, which is what Zack Snyder really wants. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Remember this guy made three hundred where guys walk around in diapers for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> um, they used the Superman theme really good. Yes. Uh, 
Do you bleed? I feel like that's a callback to something. It is. It is. It is. Thanos is sneaky. <laughs> Thanos comes in, sneaks, sneaks away with something. Yeah, with he, the mother box. He steals the mother box after they bring Super Superman sneaky. to life. Yeah. How strong is Wonder Woman in compared to, su- to Superman? That's a that's, great question in this question. universe. That's a great question. Uh, I feel like this. You know, I feel like Zack Snyder absolutely thinks that Superman is more powerful. Yeah. Because that's who Zack Snyder is, but doesn't have the guts to say it. Right. Um, and I, I think in reality. I don't know who would be more powerful. I think they're on a par. They're pretty close. Yeah. Which, uh, like, that, that kind of bothers me borderline in the comic book world that, like, for a while, Wonder Woman started turning into Superman. Mm. Like, she ditched the, the invisible jet for being yeah, able to fly and, like... Oh, yeah, she shouldn't be able to fly. No, that like, they should be two distinct things, but I do think that she is every bit as powerful as yeah, Superman always. Powerful. Yeah, uh, the water feature in the Batcave is really nice. Yes. I do like that water It feature. is the classiest Batcave. It's really... It's a yeah. nice place to hang out. Uh, who planted all that corn at the Kent farm? If, it, if, if it's foreclosed. <laughs> but someone's taking care of that corn. <laughs> These are the really questions. Good. These are the questions. And I said, whoa, Superman looks really weird when he smiles. <laughs> I don't know if that's from the beard or just that guy's got a weird smile. He's yeah. got a great not smile looking face. Yeah. But he's got a weird looking face. Henry Clavel. Um, did Thanos make a biodome? <laughs> There's a biodome all of a sudden that Thanos yeah. made. Yeah. Uh, they ask a lot of Alfred and then they bail on him. Yeah. Uh, this movie really needs the Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter. Yes. Um, also, Aquaman sounds like Fat Thor. He needs a beer in one hand and a Swisher Sweet in the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fat Thor from, from Endgame. Yeah. Uh, that's basically Aquaman in this movie. Aquaman's, Aquaman sitting on the lasso of truth was really funny. That was like funny. Batman shades are really stupid. <laughs> He's yeah. a cool dude. They look like Neo from the Matrix shades. <laughs> Is Bruce Wayne going to get cancer from all that radiation? Because uh, he like goes right into Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah. And he's the only one since everybody has superpowers. Uh, in the course of five seconds, everyone gets a catchphrase. Yes. We get son of a bee. Oh snap! You're welcome. And yeah, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I can get. I'll tell you which. Who's oh snap was uh, the Flash. Yeah. You're welcome with Cyborg. And yeah, yo was either <laughs> the whole band of Metallica collectively, <laughs> or Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, and I said I want to see the whole Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon version of this movie. Yeah. All of Batman's toys are single-serving vehicles. Everything that he has, like probably cost a million dollars a piece, he just destroys yep. immediately. Uh, the poster for this movie is the best part. Yeah, it's a perfect poster. I will say when they when Superman and the I don't know if you get this to this point, but when Superman and the Flash save the random Russian family, yes. that's a beautiful moment. Because like the flat, I think it's funny. It's Because like the Flash is like, yeah, I did it. I finally saved somebody. Yes. And then he turns, and Superman is literally carrying a hotel of people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. The uh, yeah, the Flash is is fantastic. I li- I like the Flash. Um, why? What is Thanos even trying to do in this movie? That's <laughs> I don't know what. I really appreciate your commitment to not calling him anything but Thanos. He's so clearly just a, a stand-in for Thanos. Yeah. Uh, it's not very clear what he's trying to do. Uh, Cyborg's leg getting ripped off was shocking. Uh huh. And I said Superman's weird face is back. I legitimately forgot about Superman. <laughs> like so, when he comes back in, I was like, oh yeah, Superman. Yeah. That was. I mean, they did a pretty good job. Uh, theme comes back. The look of joy on Batman's face is adorable yeah. when he sees Superman come. Bruce Wayne loves Superman. Yeah, in this movie. Yeah, like he. That's a course really, correction. Really, really sweet. Like Big he, time. He's in love with him. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman's dudeitude is off the charts with him going. All right. <laughs> dude, um, dude. Oh, and this pays off later. Wait, is Superman faster than the Flash? Yeah. And they do pay that off later, except for the fact that the Flash has been running for a while, and suddenly Superman is beside him. Yeah. Which I, I'm not in favor of that. Um, Thanos is a crybaby. Uh, <laughs> this was is my right. Uh, booyah. 
That's uh, somebody says booyah. I can't remember. It's cyborg. It's cyborg. That's his catchphrase from the comics. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. like about that. that's fair. You also, uh, I noticed one of my favorite scenes. It skipped for you. Oh, but there's a scene where when Thanos is weeping, this is my right. Wonder Woman gets a look on her face, walks up and steps on her sword, and it flips up in the air and she catches it one-handed. And it's like, oh yeah, like it's a really cool moment of of Wonder Woman being awesome. Lois Lane's article that she writes at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Not a very good article. No. It's really sappy. Yep. The last scene with Superman Flash is the best part of the movie. Yep. Superman should have to run, though. If he flies, that's cheating. Yeah, it's totally cheating. So we went through this whole thing in the middle of the airport. Yeah. Um, it's a little more crowded now than when we started. It's a lot more crowded now. There was, like, nobody here when we got here. But yeah. I would say um, it's fun to travel. Yes. By airplane. I, I often will drive if I can just because the extra, all the bits that we've done the whole time we've been sitting here all that time you lose so the yeah. flight itself may be an hour an hour and a half or like six hours like ours is going to be um, the, all the extra stuff takes takes all that stuff yeah. or takes over and, and can fill you up but when you have all the extra stuff it does kind of force you to, t- to pause yep. it forces you to reflect it forces you to be present in certain places to, to be around humanity in a different kind of way yeah um, and it forces you to be more a little more creative than like because you're constantly trying to entertain yourself. Yeah. And, like, to do something like what we did and force the other to watch the other movie, like, I would never do that at home. Like, there's no scenario where you and I would do that. But, like, it made all the sense in the world in an airplane because, like, yeah. what else are we going to do? Yeah. Um, and it's funnier to do it while the person beside you has to watch it happen. Yeah. Like, if I just said to you, hey, I uh, dare you to watch Sex and City 2 at your house, you're no. not going to do that. No, and it's not as funny. Um, and I would have I would have punted on Sex and the City oh, too yeah. immediately, but knowing that you were right beside me, I was like, no, I gotta go. Both of these movies were movies that um, it's hard for me to say I wouldn't watch a movie because I'll probably watch anything, but I they weren't on the front of my mind. They were okay. neither of them were movies I was thinking, oh, I'll watch that. No, me either. And it was great to watch the the, the being in an airplane in this situation made me consider things that I wouldn't have considered otherwise. Uh, the, just travel by airport. Um, makes you stop and notice things. And a big thing of kind of what we've been doing this whole week in San Francisco is taking time to notice people in different ways and notice and even really notice like kind of what God is doing yeah. in the world in different ways. And I, I mean, not to turn it into like, what is God doing in the Justice League and in Sex and the City too. Right. But even so, like there, this these are art. Yeah. Whether we value what they, I mean, in Sex and the City too, it's commercial art. But yeah. someone was, do, they, there's great cinematography in it. Like it's a, it's a beautiful movie. Sure. Um, and they spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. And, but someone was doing that to try to give you this idea of this certain type of life to communicate a human story to you, whether or not they communicate that well or whether or not that's a story that you really care about is up for grabs. Yeah. But it's something that you experienced that you wouldn't have otherwise. Not even a little. Um, same thing with uh, Justice League. And Justice League is a good example, too, where there's a lot of different purposes trying to tell a good story versus trying to make money versus trying to set yes. up other stories versus try so it's really it's conflicted in a way that the that the the matrix reloaded isn't but it's in the wrong way and that it's telling a story that's very specific but is solely understood by one pair of people yeah the wachowskis and they knew what they were doing and the studio just said go ahead and do it and it didn't make any sense nope and no one stopped them um but even so, there's beauty in that. There's yep. beauty. They have a very certain aesthetic, which is very S&M style, very leather, very bondage, very um, rave music. Like all of the images that they have in that movie of this party that's supposed to be 
very exciting is not exciting to me, but it helps me to understand that this is this is some person's idea of what heaven would be like. Yep. To me, it's not where I want to right. be. Right, not even um, close. But the airport can do that to you. The airport can make you focus on air, uh, news. The airport can have you sit and drink coffee and different things. And even in this situation where we've got all these announcements coming up, all these people are going places. I, w- I always love that, that everyone at the airport, especially now um, that you can't get into the airport past the security, right. everybody at this point is either coming from on their way to a place that they're visiting or coming back from. Yeah. And so everybody has a story and we're all and and this may be the end or the beginning or it may be a throughway. Yeah. So just because we're in San Francisco doesn't mean all the people in here were even trying to get to San Francisco. Right. We're gonna be going through Seattle. We're not trying to get to Seattle. We're trying right. to get to Pittsburgh. Right. But that's the way there. And there's something to me that's beautiful in that in the way that all these different lives intersect in this tiny little way. We kinda don't stop to notice that. And uh, in a in a weird and dumb way, that stopping to watch these things that we wouldn't have watched yeah. these these four movies um, that we both had two enjoyable experiences and two rough experiences. <laughs> I, I would say that if you, if you sat and talked to somebody, which I wouldn't recommend doing, like yeah. I, I wouldn't have the guts to do. But there's all kinds of stories in this place. Yeah. Some of them would be like Sex in the City. <laughs> Some of them might be like Going on Style. Yeah. Uh, Some of them would be enjoyable, like the. Justice League was for me. I think I think there is something to seeing something that you would not choose for yourself. Because um, I think some of times we live in these spaces where everything is a la carte for us. We customize our whole world yes. around us and around my wants and my desires and my everything. And we never this step outside of that. Um, in a lot of ways, the movie experiment was a microcosm of what we did in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, because Ironically, because we didn't know that was what was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, but like watching a movie I didn't choose for myself, haha, okay, whatever. Walking into some spaces that are very much outside my comfort zone and living in ways that I would not have chosen for myself Yeah. Um, can feel uncomfortable and you, <laughs> you wind up with the occasional sex in the city too. But at the same time, that's where you expand your view of who God is and what God's up to in the world is to step out of what you would choose for yourself and live into what God has is doing in the lives of somebody else. Well, thank you for listening through the announcements and the airport chatter that has increased as we've gone. Uh, here's my Twitter question. Uh, rough the pastor, roughing the pastor on Instagram, on the gram. If you were going to do this to a friend, if you were going to take a flight and force them to watch another movie. Assume for a minute that any movie in the universe is available to you. Oh, yeah. Who's the friend and what do they watch? I would even, you could say that, but I, I would specify it to say, pick a movie for each of us. Oh, that'd be good too. What movie are you going to make James watch? Yeah. What movie are you going to make me watch? Yeah. Um, I think that's a cool answer, but I think it, it too, like it could get different depending on the friend, right? Because like I made you watch The Matrix. I don't think I would have made Ed Sutter watch The Matrix, right? Like that. Oh yeah. It would have been a different, different story. Um, So yeah, pick one for us by all means. Mm -hmm. I probably won't watch it unless I'm (laughs) on a plane. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) I've done my time. I did Sex in the City too. I'm out. Uh, You hit hit the pay dirt with that one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let us know what, what movie would you force upon a friend? Yeah. How'd your bullet journal go? Actually, great. Yeah. I'm still in it. I'm still going strong. And you spilled coffee almost on it. Almost. On it. it got real close. Yeah.
Yeah. My TikTok, um, I'm full on into TikTok, and it's overwhelming my life. Yeah. Um, it's it's the best app ever, and it's horrible because it yeah. will steal hours of your life at a time. Yes. But it's so fun, and there's so many people doing fun things, and that's I think that's the problem is that there's so many like funny videos and like really smart, like really impressive creative videos mixed in with really stupid ones. Yeah. But not, there's more good ones than bad ones, but that makes it almost worse because you can stay searching for hilarious ones forever. Yeah. So get TikTok or don't. Yeah. Um, bullet yeah, journal uh, or don't. At some point, I'll do a bullet journal episode. I think yeah. we could. Oh, yeah. I think we could get some I could, I could use a rebooting on the bullet journal. I, I don't bullet journal. I need to. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, until then. Yeah, our flight's about to take off. So. I've been Jay. And I'm Tyler. And this has been Roughing, Roughing the, the Airport. Oh. <laughs>